Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. Welcome back to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. Um, we're in good spirits, I think, overall, despite uh, I think a lot of people, some people in this room included, think that performance should have been a little bit better. Um, but puts us in first place with uh, two late uh, losses by Atlanta and, um, and Tampa. So the Saints are in first place by a game, and things are looking a little bit up. Uh, Corey, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the the looking a little bit up is is I guess the thing that I struggle with with this one. You know, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough in this past game to uh, sit with uh, Darth Saint, uh, aka Max, who's sitting across from me, and uh, you know he's got great tickets. Y'all y'all see him on TV. Those of you listening, and you know it's front row and. You're right up close, and and so you kind of, you know, it's still the same game, but when you're there and you're getting all the the fan reaction to everything, it, you know, it was a tough game to. I thought it was a tough game to watch, to be honest. Uh, at the end of the day, a win's a win, um, you know. So I'm I'm not in the camp of one of those people who's not enjoying this. I mean, I'm really happy we won. Don't get me wrong. I mean, whether or not I care so much that we're now in first place in the division. Um, that doesn't really seem to be quite as important because there's still a lot of season left. But I'm glad we got the win. Um, things look up in terms of, you know, we didn't we all we try we tried to give the game away, but we didn't give the game away. We ended up closing it out at the end. It turned out it was the the defense who had to close it out at the end. But early on, it was the defense that looked like it was the problem. Um, you know. But it, it was frustrating. It, it's, a, it's a frustrating win. I think that's what I'm going to stop my rambling about is that it's a frustrating win. Uh, I have some other thoughts on it, but I'll let you go ahead and jump in, Max. Yeah, I think uh, frustrating is a good way to put it. I'm conflicted on it. You know, on one hand, it's, it's great to be in first place. And, you know, that's, you can never take that for granted. I think Nick said before we hit record today, you know, there's only been a handful of times that we've even been in playoff games in our lifetime. As Saints fans so you can't take those moments for granted you know and obviously you need to we need to enjoy this as much as possible we're five and four in first place in the division the division is a trash heap you know I saw a uh, photo being passed around on social media yesterday where it was like 15 black trash bags and the one gold trash bag sitting on top of it <laughs> and it's you know it's, it's pretty accurate our division's very bad but at the same point we are in first place it's November we do need to be happy about that. Um, I think at this point, it would be a big upset if the Saints didn't win the NFC South. Uh, so, you know, it looks like we're going to be in a very good position to make the playoffs, win the division, and uh, host a, a playoff game at home. So, you know, you have to be happy about that. That's why we're all fans. I know John O said something to that effect in our text message, uh, a group chat with him. And, you know, this, this is what we look forward to. Well, you know, besides him saying this shit more than a game. Yeah, but I mean, the reality is, you know, look, it doesn't, you're not getting extra points for style points. You know, you're not, you're not, it's not like, uh, it's not a beauty contest with how you win. 
You just you have to take the wins when you can get them. Look around the NFL, man. There are teams winning ugly left and right right now. You know, I think Nick texted that to me yesterday. I think you were talking about the, uh, you know, the Chiefs have been winning ugly. There's other prominent teams with with high powered offenses that are that are struggling right now. I mean, Miami and the Chiefs we were talking about. Yeah, there were two offensive touchdowns each. Both offenses, who many consider top five offenses in the league, both scored 14 points yesterday. And it was a pretty rough game to watch, honestly. Um, but yeah. I think I, you, got I can't up, you got up early enough to watch that. Uh, dude, we got kids, you know how that goes. Um, I, was, I, was I, I saw the a, whole damn thing. It's getting uh, ready for a bridal shower. <laughs> I think the state of offense is strange to me this year. It seems like it's taken a big step back. Points are much harder to come by for everyone. Um, we've seen some really bad efforts by us in particular, but even some of these really good offense. Look at the Bills last night. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of fumble in the red zone, uh, you know, multiple non-third down conversions in big spots. Couldn't get over the hump. And, uh, you know, now we have the same record as the Bills. No one would have thought that at this time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I said that last night. We were watching the game and the, uh, I told ours, I said, one of these two teams, actually, both of these two teams are probably going to have the same record as us once the game's over. So the Bills now have four losses. I think the Bengals only have three, but they have the they same have number week. of wins. Right, so yeah. they're five wins. So we're essentially dead even with two of the preseason Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. You know, and the reality is it's all about the quarterback. You know, we've talked about this a bunch. If you've got an elite quarterback, you're always going to be in Super Bowl contention. Yeah. You know, so as long as Burrow plays for the Bengals and Mahomes plays for the Chiefs, like those, one of those two teams will be my preseason AFC pick for the Super Bowl every year as long as those two quarterbacks are there. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I guess that brings me, it's a good segue into like, if I had to put a, I hate that, had to put a positive spin on this, but putting a positive spin on this game speaking of the quarterback position yeah Derek Carr had a few throws that were kind of questionable like where is he going with that but then you know he also if you look overall uh I hate to be the this is what the stats show guy but he didn't have any interceptions he didn't take a sack uh he had did he have a pretty low average uh per completion attempt sure um it wasn't that bad though was it I mean he 25 completions for like 211 yeah, it's is, not great, but it's, it's not. You know, right. I mean, like, would you ideally want to see him, you know, have a few more chunk plays? Yeah, we. I don't recall us having a single uh, big big play in the passing game. You know, Kendra had the screen, but there wasn't, you know, your patented Shahid down the field. Uh, well, it's but, funny. Kendra had a 31-yard reception, yeah. and Foster had a 23-yard reception. 23, but Everything I mean, else was in the teens. It was a weird right, game. Right, and, and so, I, but at the same time, Two red zone touchdowns, but though. continuing Passes to look posi- inside the ten. Yeah, continuing to look positively on it. You know, at the same time, while he didn't have the big bomb to Shahid, or there wasn't, you know, the Mike Thomas thirty yards over the middle. I wish there were more targets to Mike Thomas. That's a different story. But overall, you know, Derek Carr had two red zone touchdowns throwing, yeah. which 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 we didn't think we would ever see two of those in a game. If you would have asked us like four weeks ago, and I believe one of them um, on third down after we went the first two downs with Taysom. Yeah, they put him in some, and, and he got it done. Third down, is, the Olave touchdown was on a third down. Yep. you know, so there were some positive takeaways overall uh, from Carr's performance. You know, he didn't have the bonehead interception that we saw in the first two or three weeks. He didn't really have the throw it out of the you know throw it ten feet over the, over the receiver's head in the back of the end zone. Um, you know, now thankfully that throw to Juwan Johnson was made by Taysom Hill, 
because that was in that prime position where Carr likes to just sail it on a guy. Well, hold on, let me say but, this though. You know, I, but I think overall there were there were positive takeaways from uh, from his performance. Yeah, and let me say this about Carr though, because you're referencing you know the the uh, the boneheaded interception and the throwing it out of the end zone. We're in. What are we? Uh, we're five and four, so we're nine games in. He, has he only picks. has four interceptions. I know. I know. He's so. I think we can kind of we can probably get away from that narrative of the boneheaded interception do, because that was the first couple yeah, of weeks. That's what I'm saying. He didn't. We have, but it's been five weeks since we've seen that. Sure. And I think honestly, all of his interceptions were of that like wish he had it back kind of variety. They were all one was on fourth down, the last play of the game when he had it. Well, that, throw that's it yeah, that's I mean, true. That one, but. But I mean, and the I, other three were, were pretty much before, before halftime. I think in the first three games. What so. I mean is that, like, the, he had admitted that he wished he had those back, and he was trying to do too much, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I just think that narrative can probably sure. die down a little bit. He's, I think he's the first. He's and, done well with the ball. Uh, and for any quarterback it. who started all the games, I think he's got the fewest picks in the league. Is yeah. that wrong? And one up, you got to take away the one at the end of the game because that one was. Yeah, and, and he you, landed out of bounds too. They just when, wanted to give him a pick. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the positive on it. From, from both sides, all right. The offense, uh, you know, when they needed like, – early on, okay, they showed that they had the ability and they did score in the red zone. Okay, that's good. Uh, they made – they were 50% on third down. That's great. Uh, we need that. And they made third – a lot of the third downs were those when we had to have them. Uh, the Olave touchdown is one that stands out to me. Um, you know – they got it when we had the inter- the first interception. It was a it was points off turnover. You know we 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 took advantage of that. We needed we needed that. Uh, you know when we were tied up, we had been tied up for a while. They got close enough to get Groupie the field goal that he made. Um, you know so those are positive things from the offense. Uh, the defense on the other hand, you know while they started off very poorly. I mean Max and I were sitting there Fourth watching game it. in a row. They were just I mean. The Chicago Bears offense with Triple T, Tyson, Taylor Badgett at the helm were doing whatever they wanted to do. Uh, yeah, that was run, an embarrassing they were, they, That whatever, first one was a poor decision and an incredible pa- catch. I think that yeah. was an incredible catch. Did y'all go back? I know y'all were at the game. Did, did you yeah. go back and watch that catch? I mean, it happened like with Perfect coverage. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. I mean, they, I, I thought all of our interceptions for the most part were like, could have been poor decisions on Badgen's part or were but but moreover they resulted from fantastic plays by our dbs you know like even marcus may's interception like that he, was a great he, he was like i haven't done shit all game but now i'm going to decide he to be was terrible ath- i'm decided to decide to be an athlete <laughs> he ran and away from Badgett on the fourth down play when he yeah. had him dead to rights he just ran the other direction that's it's, the one yeah. we were looking at dead yeah. on because it was yeah. real close to us and i'm like what the fuck is going he who had, did yeah. that he they diagnosed the play perfect and he ran he wasn't even he didn't even right. have a responsibility on the so play. that was a brutal continuing play. this attempt at the silver lining and the positives part of it is that while the defense was not good coming out of the gates and they weren't good in the entire first half um you know, because we we needed every turnover, but the reason we needed every turnover was because it seemed like kind of in the middle of the game, like end of the second half into the fourth quarter, it was like, or parts of the fourth quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, the offense was all of a sudden just giving the ball back to the defense. Not in turnovers, but just we had multiple three and outs. Multiple well, three and outs. And so, but I'm, what I'm saying there is that the defense was the one who bailed out the lack of offensive productivity with the turnovers. Uh, and, and some of those turnovers did not result in points. But at the end of the day, when we did another three and out, gave Chicago the ball back, 
it was Demario Davis coming in with a fantastic strip sack. I mean, like launched himself from like three or four yards away from Tyson Badgett and got the strip sack. Um, So at the end of the day, the defense was the one who, when the offense couldn't just do a four minute drive to close out the game, it was the defense who came in and got the turnover that allowed us to kneel on it. Now the offense did get the first down that they needed to kneel on it at the very, very end, but there were some, but in a weird honest, way, complimentary football being played. You would hope Groupie could make a 30-yard field goal. I don't know if he could. Um, I think if you, you can look at this game just like you're saying, and it's perfectly merited, or you can look at it the other way. There, there was only one three and out, I believe. There was a missed field goal. There was a missed fourth and one, which was a six-play drive, um, which was the right call. Well, It's fourth and inches, go fast, QB sneak. Got to get you, that. You were watching the broadcast Max and I being at the game, what I couldn't tell, and I was curious, uh, I haven't talked to you about it yet, but or anybody really, but um, it seemed to me watching the Jumbotron, what they were showing Carr almost looking like he was explaining himself to Carmichael and then again to DA, and, and the play happened so quickly. And the play before that with Olave, I don't know if on TV it looked worse than Max and I were looking at the replay on the Jumbotron saying, like, it looked like he got it. Like, I know he, like, Fell down, but like Alave, it, it looked I think like got it. He got it. So, Mike, well, but he also just again just well, not thinking. But before we get into Alave, the reason I bring that up though is because I was wondering, like, well, challenge. shit, we should challenge that. And then next thing I know, I'm trying to look at a replay, but I I don't even see the play happen where Carr just goes up the line and tries to sneak it. Then I'm like, wait, why are we? Wait, wait, we just ran a play. I didn't even see us run a play. So when I saw Carr explaining himself to Da and Carmichael, I wonder if that was Carr's decision to just do that. And DA was kind of like, wait, I I would have challenged that play if you didn't just go run up to the line. Like the Maybe. Bears were probably like, thank you, because we think he got it too. And it, But Carr, let me be clear, I'm all for, the, I'm all for doing that. If yeah. you're going to go fast QB sneak on fourth and a couple inches and you're trying to catch him, we just have to convert well, that. And we got blown up right up the middle of the line. But I don't know if that was – that might be the only gripe I have against Carr out of the entire game. Is because considering the time left in the game at that point, considering the score, what you needed, you know, we, we groupie makes. I mean, he should make that, okay. But but it's like you, you don't you don't need to make that a quick play. Like you have a lot to consider in that one moment, considering the score, the time left on the clock, whether or not it was a challengeable call. And I get the aggressive mentality from the QB, but that was the only one where I think you know I wish he would have maybe taken a step, looked over to the sideline, say, you know, it was a close call on the first down. Do we want to, you know, because they could still run a sneak if they really wanted to. But what's your, you know, what do you gain from getting that first down when you're so close to the end zone? You know, also, they originally makes marked it, it a first down. Yeah. Well, they didn't mark it. The It looked like the initial the, spot. Yeah, where the foot was and where they placed it was two different places. Like they got yeah. together across the field and changed it. And it ended up being a... a paperclip away from being right. first down um I, again yeah we can pick that apart a million times i don't think it was a terrible error i think it's it's whatever we just have to be able to get a qb sneak let's be honest it's so, the easiest play in football we got to do it um yeah. it when it when you're talking about less than a foot we have to be able to convert that and i, I want to say it was mccoy that just got blown away yeah and it shut the play down um maybe car wasn't low enough we can blame him we can blame McCoy we can, whatever you want but we have to be able to convert fourth in a couple yeah inches. that was the only you know I guess the good thing besides the fact that there was just a few of those drives where the you know, 
maybe it seemed like there were more three and outs because there were multiple drives where we had a first down on the first play or like the first or second play of the drive and then we went out after that uh because headley had his fair share of punts in this game um but you know but again there were some positives from the play on the field but there were also obviously a lot of the negatives um and so it kind of like i told max you know there were three third downs where uh they were third third and shorts and we were kind of highly questioning da's decision to accept the penalty especially on the uh the first of the two uh you know we i think i don't know if we had just tied it up or if we were down seven nothing uh I have to look, go back look we at the play-by-play. Play, we had tied it up yeah. um, after his first interception. And they we had forced them to a third, to a, what was going to be a fourth and short. It was about fourth and they one were, and a half, yeah. I think they were absolutely going to kick a field goal. I don't think they were going to go for it uh, with, you know, three points in the bag. And they had just gone for it on fourth and one on that From drive. what yard line, though? Uh, further back. Further back, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, they're it's a, if it's a 7-7 game with this much time having passed, like, they're going to want to get the points. So if you decline the penalty, it was a holding, then they're kicking three, they're off yeah. the field. I, I you think- accept it after your defense has already been gashed for multiple big gains. And like, sure, it backed them up to like a, a third in and it, 12. Third and 12 would seem insurmountable. But like, how many, if you go back and look, they had a lot of chunk plays before that. So when I was like, shit, man, like this defense is not doing good right now. Let's just get them off the field, accept the penalty, take the three, go home. Uh, he goes ahead and, and, and accepts the penalty. Or did I say accept? He, I wish he would have declined it. He goes ahead and accepts it. And next thing you know, they score a touchdown. That was Cole Komet's touchdown. Yeah, I agree with that as well. You know, we were we were both thinking the same thing. And I think a lot of people on uh, on Twitter were too. You know, it, it's, it's get the defense off the field at this point. They were on their heels. They had just been pushed around. Get them off the field. Just, you know, it, it, it didn't make any sense in that point for him to uh, – to accept the penalty. It My only rebuttal to that is they came out, they went forward and forth down once. They were letting him sling the ball all over the field. It was like, we're going to need to get lucky to win this game is how they were playing it. Like, we're going to just throw caution to the wind. We're going to let this rookie quarterback come out and throw it seven times on the first drive. And he he was thinking they would go for it. I get the logic. Um, I probably would have done the same as you guys. I, I would say the same thing. I would have erred to the side of let's make them get fourth and two yeah. rather than third and 12. Um, but I can't say it's just a ridiculous decision either. I, like it's it's yeah. a sixty forty. For it's me. a it's a very questionable decision. Yeah, I don't though. know. Like if ridiculous is the word, but it was just kind of like questionable is a better word. The way, but the way they had driven down the field to that point, it was like, all right, you got you got your stop. <laughs> you know, I know they're they're probably going to get points out of it, but at least it's not seven. And then accepts the penalty, they get seven. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. The, the couple things I want to bring up. Um, we have tr- defensive lines in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Um, most of that game, they were blown off the ball. And Adebo backed him up in the post game, saying, hey, they were putting pressure, making him make tough throws and bad decisions, giving us a chance. But, man, they did not play well, period. They, they, ran, they ran all over us. I mean, yeah. they uh, they ran it down our throat. Uh, Foreman, you know, career backup in the league, had 80-something yards on four yards of carry. Um, we still have no answer for – the QB scramble since the Tampa game. Baker yeah. did it to us over and over again. Ever since then, there have been – Trevor Lawrence did it. He did it this week. Uh, Badgett did it this week. Yeah. Um, something has to be done there. And in the secondary, which I told Max, that's what's saving this defense right yeah. now. Um, but 
we have to figure out whether it's a linebacker issue or a secondary issue. Teams are killing us with crossing routes and yep. screens. Yeah. Everything else we have locked up in the secondary. Uh, the Mooney play, I believe, was uh, wasn't that a screen out wide? Every big first down seemed to be a crossing route. They had they had the only big play they had over twenty yards was the Mooney screen, and yeah. in the pass game, the rest were just like. It's why I don't want to overreact how the defense performed because, like, when they needed third and 11, they got 12. Then they got 12. And they were converting in the first half. I think I text Mac, they were like six for eight on third down, and most of those were over seven yards. It was like, uh, you know, we were forcing them to third and longs, but, but not getting off the field. Yeah. Right. And then the second half, we did. We, we, we put them in bad spots and we made it hurt. Um, something has to be done about that. Um, yeah. I, I think, too, it, it was there was a complete lack of outside contain, whether it was the running back, obviously the quarterback. But a lot of I felt like a lot of Foreman's runs were where he was getting a getting a stretch play and getting to the corner uh, and, and turning up and we weren't you know there was poor tackling I think a couple of times there were some attempted shoulder tackles and we missed from our DBs but you know but I think when we get out there with two linebackers and if your defensive ends aren't fast enough to pursue out to the the perimeters or if you're just playing bad technique and you get washed to the inside uh, it allows the running backs even as the onto Foreman to get to the outside and and then at that point you got you started out, out with two linebackers in there you're not having full pursuit from the from the second level you need the third level to come in and they're throwing shoulder attempted arm tackles that aren't working and don't even get me started on zach bond if he's in there well then you have three linebackers zach bond's not getting to the edge he's he's slow well, as well we shit. had him in coverage a couple times too and i don't understand that once on dj Moore, well it might have been in his zone cole, I couldn't Com- tell. cole Komet toasted him for one of the touchdowns yeah, and was, that's the one i'm referring to is yeah. t- not not the zone one the one where he was manned up with cole Komet. that's that should not happen that that's a mistake um you know that has to be switched. We have too many great cover guys to have a guy who doesn't cover well guarding probably their biggest weapon other than maybe DJ. Yeah, and let's be honest, he's not a linebacker. I know he's listed as a linebacker. And he's this definitely guy's not a, def- a cover linebacker. He's a defensive end. <laughs> right. He yeah. is an edge rusher who undersized. is an undersized edge rusher who is listed as a linebacker. This guy, under no circumstances, should he ever be guarding a tight end down the field, much less Cole Kuhn. Yeah, so I think it's twofold. I think something has to be addressed with either your third linebacker um adjusting uh you know whether there's adjustments to be made to get demario and warner in better pursuit position we'll just use a safety instead pursuit. of a third linebacker yeah bring howden in yeah, yeah. It's all we, we don't we don't use a third linebacker but like a small min- minority of the time drop may down bring howden in exactly. that's, that's why it's, it's pretty you know, simple yes he's a friend of the pod but when we had roman uh coming up from the strong safety position that was fantastic i thought because he he had the ability to just get up he just had a knack for getting in the right spot if they were trying to stretch the perimeter or come up on a run play uh just a kind of a nose first safety yeah i agree um the other thing i want to Corey brought it up briefly um about the offense zero turnover zero sacks also one penalty for five yards. that's what i wanted to bring up neither one of y'all said it yet but the one penalty for five yeah. yards is huge this type of offense if the defense is themselves and we can get over this beginning of games issue and maybe only give up a couple field goals to start games instead of two touchdowns like we have the past I believe four games in a row we've given up two touchdowns on the first three drives um that's a winning offense I think for this team no mistakes don't put the defense in bad spots even if we have to punt pin them back and and let's see let's see what happens um AK played less than 50 percent of the snaps I think that's probably in response to how much we've used him since he's come back um he got a ton of touches it was interesting to see them kind of reel that in a little bit. I think it's smart. 
I think we may see that with Taysom in the upcoming weeks because we're giving him a ton of touches. We've got to remember he's 33 years old and the dude plays like a hammer. Well, Max and I talked about that on the Saints' first offensive series. Uh, I don't – I'm checking right now. I we don't didn't even see – Camara didn't yeah. even come on the field. He did one for one play. He didn't get the ball. He was on the field for one play. I think he was in the slot or something. I mean, it was it was all as far as the tailback. It was Jamal Williams, and right? Nobody he, else. That he was drive. in the slot uh, on one play. It wasn't third down either. I, I don't remember what play it was, but he was in the slot. They had them both in there, I think. It was that was. I thought that was interesting. Just right out the gates, you're like, huh. I think it was it just trying to take touches off of him for a game. I mean, he has we fed him the ball. Since I mean, he, he has came 43 back. catches at right. this point in what four games, five games. Yeah. So and we we did 13 touches this week. Uh, give him a little bit of a break. I think that's super smart if if we're able to do it. I mean, if if we need him in there, we, we need him in there, but he's already got what's he got this season? He has uh, 43 catches for and 272 yards yeah. already. Well, he's besides, got 140 touches in five games. That's crazy. I mean, that's so, a lot. Yeah. And which kind of makes me think about the other side of that coin. You know, we talked about how well six the, games the offensive line six games, yeah. right. had three games of bench, not four. Obviously, one of their best days in pass protection. But it also then brings me to the run blocking. Like we couldn't do it. I mean, Taysom Hill had a four point seven yard average carry, but top Taysom, five run defense. Ta- though Taysom Hill makes his best block. So that's what I was going to say. Was the Bears' run defense that much? better than the Colts well, or is Max Garcia better than James Hurst that's okay you, you hit the nail on the head with that second statement Max Garcia is much better than James Hurst I mean Hurst is not a, a viable starting left guard at this point at his age he's simply not he's yeah. better suited to play left tackle the issue is as we've touched on before Andrew you're Pete's not pulling Andrews Pete out of that left tackle spot. No. And the Saints coaches see it that's why you know they're trying out the combination of Pete at left tackle Hurst at left guard it's not working. You got to put Garcia back in yeah, the left guard. There were multiple plays where we. Yeah, Pete's fantastic. He was great. Pete, Pete has gone from the whipping boy of the fan base to this dude needs to be re signed in the offseason. He is a must sign at this point because his contract is up. He took this, the uh, the pay cut this year to yeah. stay with the team. I want to say it was an $8 million pay cut. Yeah. But the way they did it, there's some uh, there's some dead money that's going to have to be accounted for anyway. Yeah. So it would behoove us anyway. To renegotiate something with him, give him a, a two or three year deal, yeah. lessen the cap charges over the next few years anyway, because you're going to be on the hook for it no matter if he's on the team or not, and let him play at left tackle. He's been fantastic. There's yeah. no way you can let him go with you where can't. Penning's at right now. Yeah, he has to stay. Um, now maybe it, you try Penning at left guard next year from training camp on, and let's see how he does yeah, there. Yeah, that could work because yeah. Hurst will probably be gone. But like, like I said before the draft, man. Back to <laughs> uh, Taysom uh, has been incredible. I, I worry we're overdoing it a little bit. He is 33. His style is just, it's so aggressive and so physical. The problem is we got to win these games. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. This game was was perfect, but he, you know, he got tackled 15 times. Yeah. So I'd like to see that more around 10. Not that maybe that makes the biggest difference, but he is 33. No, it does. We got to remember right. that. Um, and Adebo is becoming, you know, a top corner in the league before yeah, our eyes, that, which is he's about incredible. to cash in. Y'all saw what I sent you. The, the only time, the last time anyone had those stats was uh, Charles Woodson in uh, yeah. like the and 90s. cut groupie for the love of God. It's it's time. Well, it's it's he's proving <laughs> that he can't make kicks that matter. Well, it's the pressure kicks, you know. I, I forget which one of y'all. I think it was Nick coined the uh, the term. He's the Kirk Cousins of kickers, and you're seeing it because yeah. what happens when Kirk Cousins gets into the postseason? I want to see. It. I know he the will stat. under pressure, and this I, is what's happening with groupie. 
I know the stat is out there somewhere. I just don't have the time, didn't have time yet to find it. But I want to see what his percentage is this season in the fourth quarter. And what the reason I say fourth quarter is because like that's essentially when any kind of clutch kick is going to happen or any kind of kick that we need is going to happen. Maybe some other times in the game, sure. But like I would venture to say his fourth quarter field goal percentage is probably it's got to be less low. than 50. Yeah. Um, it's just so it's, it's not, he good. crushes them in the first and second quarter. The 55 but. yarder was fantastic, but yeah, it's like, it. anyway, but so before we, you know, get into our, we're going to, I guess, recap where we were with the uh, scores and stuff. Like what, what, what y'all's final, because I think this was an interesting one in terms of final takeaways. Like the, how do we feel leaving this game in general? Just before we move on to the, I'll go to Mexico. I feel better than most people. I don't think this is a team that's going to be blowing anybody out of the building. Um, it's it's a team that needs to play well and and play you know mistake free football to win games. I feel in the second half this was not as close a game as the score showed. You know we're kneeling the ball out on the four yard line. Groupie hit the hit the um, um what's the word I'm looking for? Hit the post. Uh, upright. Upright, Jesus. Yeah, so that, would be the, that would be the upright. <laughs> Today. Uh, hits the upright. That's three more points. And then the fourth and one, I believe, was around the 30-yard line in their territory. Uh, we left points on the field again. That's that's a little concerning. But uh, in the second half, at no point was I worried just how we were controlling the game. I you really were worried? Wasn't. I, I asked Max what I was texting him the whole game. Was no, not I, worried. I kept showing me your text the whole game. I'm like... like He's going to throw us some. I know, Before we got the first pick, I, know, I said, he's going to throw us I mean, He's going to throw it. I hear you that you weren't worried, but I don't know. I mean, I'll let you keep going, sorry. We could, we, if we were, let's say we were tied or down there, I think we could have been a little more aggressive in the play calling with the way the game was going we in that at, fourth uh, quarter. Chicago's 17 for the fourth and one. 17. So yeah. we're on the 17. There's points thrown away, right? Three yeah. or seven. The, the group misses three. Um, the... Downing it on the four to end the game is three or seven more points. I think it was a little bit better of a game than the score showed and that maybe it felt like because you felt like we could have put 40 on them very easily, and I totally get that. We mm. have to get that fourth and one. Have to. And yeah. Groupie's got to stop missing these kicks. That's a game-clinching kick. That The game's over if he yeah. makes that kick. We're up 10 with like three minutes well, to go. But it's over. He already had his miss, but it, it, when, once you didn't get the fourth, once you didn't get the third down, I, that's why I take issue with, with Carr just going quick there because there was so much on the line in that situation. If you kick a field goal there, which you should make, even for groupie standards, you go up by two with much less. It makes it much harder. That for was sh- before he missed the kick. No, that was after. No. It was absolutely after. Uh-huh. It was absolutely before. I'm looking it at it. It was before. Like I and the only reason Nick, I say it was before is because before. I said, I text either Max or someone else. I said, I'm fine with this going for it there because you can't trust groupie. We pick it off in groupie groupies. I mean, but groupie groupied from 47 yards out. If, if he would have, this would have been a 34 yarder. I mean, it's like, I know he's missed a 29 yarder already this year, but like, ugh, it's just, you have the chance to go up by two scores and, and, and you don't take the time to at least. But make, there was a little more time than you made it make, seem. Make there was what, decision. eight minutes left when that happened? Uh, Seven or 329. When we missed the fourth down? Yes. 329. Blake groupie to new Roy Munson? 329 <laughs> left in the game. So it's, it's, it's just like, it would have made groupie's job that much easier. You know, you're, you're up two scores if you kick a 47 yard field goal maybe there's less pressure on him and we know how he does with pressure he doesn't I, do well I, I, I would have had no problem kicking the field goal there let me be clear I also have no problem with this going for it anyway I jumped in and I'm sorry. no 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 but I, I don't disagree <laughs> as you with, are apt to do yep, I yep, don't disagree yep. with the field goal try there but I also don't disagree with fourth and inches trying to QB sneak I, we have to get that that's 
that's on the whole team. That's a play that you have to convert 95% of the time. We didn't get it. So it is what it is. I'm not going to get all upset about sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, and so I'm a little bit more optimistic about it. I would have loved to have seen 38 points up there, which is what I kind of think we probably should have. The yardage is a little low. I know a lot of guys are saying that, but there were a lot of short fields too. You're not going to pile up yardage on short fields. Um, so it, defense woke up. I think the things I'm concerned about coming out of the game are the defensive line, especially. And then the offense has to find a way to finish these drives, whether and special teams. Groupie needs to make that kick. I understand it's 47. It's 47 to, to make the game over. Yeah, He needs mm-hmm. to make that kick. So those are the things I'm most worried about. I think our defense needed some help at the trade deadline up front. We didn't get it. We're rolling with what we got. We'll see what happens. But they kind of got pushed around. For a good part of yesterday. Oh, wait, I have to correct myself. The fourth and one was with seven fifty two. Right, that's what I was saying. Not, Eight minutes. So that's not the a drive, game over. The drive took three twenty nine. The the kick. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So seven or eight minutes. That's a debatable run it or kick the field goal. Right. There's plenty of time to score ten with eight minutes left. Yep. Um, so I have no problem with that call. We have to execute it. Period. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, Adebo star of the show for this game. Um, for I think that's his second fumble. Yeah, um, he was involved with in fourth pick of the year, putting together a pretty incredible season. Also, seven tackles, five solo. It's like he was all over the place. Yeah, it's an amazing game. Um, I guess my takeaways from it: I'm concerned about the defense and how we're starting. You know, obviously the halftime adjustments have been amazing. Da has been knocking those out of the park. But the issue is, you know, once we get to late November, December, into January, hopefully, knock on wood, we can't be spotting teams a lead. And then, you know, count on this this offense to uh, mount a comeback. You know, and special teams is a huge concern for me right now. Not just groupie, which we've obviously documented his struggles on this podcast, but also Headley. You know, Yadam had the amazing downing of the punt, I want to say, on like a two or three yard Wasn't line. Wasn't a great punt. It was a horrible punt. Yeah, what a And to be fair, you know, Yadam saved Headley's ass on that mm-hmm. punt. Yeah. That was another poor punt during crunch time where we needed him to nail a great punt. Yeah. So our specialists are not very special at this point. So they worry the hell out of me. They were up there with the Saints defensive line as big concerns right now. Yeah. Um, the secondary, you know, we touched on it. Those guys are the strength of the defense. You know, we're so deep at the special at, at uh, in the secondary right now. I mean, God, the, the, the backups are coming in and performing at a high level. Uh, offense, offensive line. I think if we can get Hurst out of the left guard spot and put Max Garcia in, I think things will be looking up from that perspective. You know, looking at the stats for this season, everybody is averaging around three yards a carry, with the exception of Taysom. You know, and that is just horrible. You yeah. know, we've yeah. got to do better running the ball. And obviously, Taysom, a lot of his runs are coming from the uh, the quarterback position where he's taking it direct snap and taking off, but. Man, we've got to do better running the ball. You know, I need to see – I really want to see Kendra Miller. If it's a problem, is he keeps getting hurt. You know what I mean? Like, he's banged up again now after a 31-yard I texted you about the second quarter. I said, I think Kendra's out after that last run. I don't yeah. think he came back. You yeah, know, he, and, he and, like, we all we all love Kamara. You know, we all love Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is that running back. I think I saw Ralph put it up on Twitter. He's, a, he's an offensive line running back and that he's only going to get what the offensive line is blocking for him. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Kamara, and it was a great analogy, because Kamara's a guy that can create. Yeah. Uh, Kendra, I think, is a guy that can create. You know, he's got a, a strong burst, an initial burst. 
we just really haven't seen him string together many carries because he keeps getting nicked up. So um, I I feel better about the offense the last couple of weeks. You know, they're, they're, they're performing in the red zone, thank God. But to Nick's point, we do need to limit Taysom's touches because if we get to December and January yeah. and Taysom has got all, you know, 15 to 16 touches a game, he's going to get banged up and he's going to be out in a, in a, in a key game when we yeah. need him. But like we need think, to conserve yeah. him as much as possible for this stretch run. So to his point, I would like to see them lessen his touches if possible. Obviously, we need to win as many games as we can just for, for locking up the division. So, you know, it's easier said than done. But if we can limit his touches a little bit and also limit Kamara's touches, I think that would be the, uh, the best thing for the offense going forward just to preserve these guys for the stretch run. Yeah. Um, it, it was tough for me, kind of like you said at the beginning, it, it, it feels conflicting. Like, I'm, I'm, again, really happy we won. But this game, unlike, you know, with the Bucks game, for as an example, that game was all bad. You know, there was nothing redeeming about that game. The Colts game was mostly all good. So we saw a lot, like almost your kind of like prime example. Okay, if you could just, you, we, we know you're not going to do this every game, but if you could make this your standard, that's something to look forward to. This game presented a mix of both. And it kind of brings me back to like, what what is this team as a whole you know because i i just keep going back to yes it's nice right now and if it was only this season that we worried about if we weren't worried about you know the long-term prospects of the franchise or where things go if even like the long term within the season of okay so you you know you win the division what are your chances of of making any noise after that and i just keep kind of going back you know (laughs) to the staff and the regime and like for me it's kind of like like if you're out at a bar and you know you're with you're with your boys and you see one of your single friends and he's just like talking to this girl who's you know complete smoke show or something and you're like wow he is completely out kick out kicking his coverage it's like a guy like that who gets a second date with that said smoke show knowing that full well he's not gonna be able to keep up and she's absolutely gonna drop him at some point but he's convinced himself that, you know, he's good and completely blinds himself to the idea that uh, he's ever going to have to look elsewhere. And so, you know, it's like the smoke show in this case is the playoffs or ever being elite again. And, you know, the the idea of the uh, the girl saying, yeah, I'll go on a second date with you, like her being nice is basically the equivalent of our week of shit schedule and backup QBs. Like we're just being teased at this point to me so that that's where like the the i want to be optimistic nick said it last episode like he can't believe he's the most optimistic guy on this podcast so far (laughs) and i agree with that which is crazy because i'm usually the one with like the crazy optimistic takes but it's just like i just look at this overall picture and i'm just like it just seems like we're that delusional dude who's like oh dude like she wants to go on a second date with me i can't believe this and 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 you just want you know i don't blame the guy because like once you get into that like you're like all right things are going good but it's like you don't want to see the the rest of the picture and the rest of the picture to me right now is what keeps me I guess tempered a little bit and it, it sucks because like I want to go full in I want to just say fuck it we're gonna we got I this. mean you kind of have to enjoy but it's the like, ride because you know these playoff yeah, runs don't come often because our previous dances with success have been with teams that you knew had what they needed to go all the way yeah, like with real success, like our last playoff teams, like you knew for the most part, if Drew Brees was there, 
you've got a chance. You know, like there's all right, always quick a question. chance. Did before the season, did you think this was a team that could go all the way? I did. I, I, I guess I, look. I honestly did. I mean, honestly, I, I got. I maybe, maybe I, I think, I think I'm more optimistic. I, think, I didn't. I didn't think this was a Super Bowl yeah, team. I think I hyped myself up to believe that if all the chips fell perfectly, yeah, that you know, with Carr, with a top five defense, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. we could we could make this work. I've seen but, two uh, mediocre Giants teams win Super Bowls yeah. over two all time teams. And, and look, it's like, we're still effectively yeah, in that Hall of Famers on those. Teams we're still effectively too. in that halfway point, you know. So there is a lot that could happen. There is a lot that could change. I, I, I'm I would worried, agree. I'm worried that the defense, though, which is, you know, by far, or just like an, a seemingly older position group as a whole, the, the, the likely change on that end is that they either get weathered, they get injured, and that doesn't bode well for, like, playing in December right. or January. I would say, I, I think I told Max this. I said, I don't think we're a Super Bowl contender. But you are a Jalen Hurts and maybe a Christian McCaffrey injury away from getting there. Yeah. Something like that. And that's, we've seen it before, of course. Look at the 49ers last year. McCaffrey was playing quarterback because their quarterback got hurt and it wasn't even a chance. chance So these things happen. But I think head to head against those upper two teams that we've talked about, you know, before the season a lot. I don't. I didn't think we matched up. So maybe my expectations are a little bit lower, and that's why I'm a little more optimistic. Because I feel like, to me, it feels like a team that's slowly figuring it out, especially offensively. This offense is so much better than the first three weeks. It's not even close. We're not turning it over. The penalties have come way down. Mm-hmm. Um, we've hit some clutch plays. We've scored 30 points three times. We're you know Carr had three straight 300 yard games until this week. Taysom is getting in the mix. We got we're running a bink formation that the, the fans absolutely love. You know, there's all this like interesting, fun stuff that's kind of going on while we're figuring it out, and it hasn't looked great. I, we know that. I don't think it looks like a top offense, yeah. but it is getting better. You said so it, I'm optimistic. You said it last episode. You're like, this might be an offense that just scores 24, 25 points a game, and our defense held, holds people to less than twenty. And to max or to his twenty-four point, and less. And, that's what the Giants won Super Bowls and, on. You know, a defense holding them to under twenty points. And, and maybe this is 22. us just being like little like bitch spoiled Saints fans and being like, correct. I, I want to see Breeze again. I want to see this, this, and this again. And we know that that's not going to happen. Well, we've, t- we've touched on that a lot, but it's like it's just the level to which sometimes this in, this offense sucks to watch. Like kind of the middle portion of this past past game where they're just like. One first down, woohoo! We got we got a drive going, and then uh, the next three plays, map punt. It sucks to watch, but no, it's at, been painful to watch. At the end of the day, it's like you have to be happy with five yeah, and four. If they get right wins, now. they yeah. get wins. So I, I'm happy where we're at. I think it could have looked better. I'm happy where we're at. We're set up to win the division. Max said it three or four weeks ago. This is a team that needs to only be focused on winning the division and then hope we're just playing well at the yeah. end of the year and yeah. healthy. Yeah. That's what this team is. Shit can happen. And then we yeah. need some luck to fall our way to, to move anywhere in the playoffs. And you need luck at any point. We needed right. luck during the 2019 uh, season. So, And one more thing, let me say this, and I'll turn it over to Nick to do a quick recap of the uh, predictions from last week and close out the episode. But I think the biggest thing with me is this team up until recently hasn't given us – it's not that team you just love. You know what I mean? Like the, the 2018 to 2019 teams, those were likable teams. Yep. 
you know, that whether it was just the, the all-out effort, like Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves coming in and, and winning the games, he had to start. Like, Teddy was a likable player. You remember how bad people were bagging on Breeze, though, those two seasons? And yeah, it was yeah, driving but, me nuts. Uh, that drove my, me nuts, too. But my point is, this was when Taysom was, like, becoming Taysom, and the, everyone loved him. The first year of Choppa style. In the right, dome, yeah. Like, everybody you know, was... Super fun. You were having fun. We were having yeah. fun. They my point with this year yeah. is, the games have not been fun. Like, the home games have been a slog. Like, they have sucked to watch in person. And then it's like when we're having, you know, weekly episodes questioning the effort of some high profile players, that's not fucking fun. Right. Like you don't it's like they're not giving you reason to love these guys. It's almost- now I think recently with Taysom, I guess, uh re- reinserting himself into the offense and, and to everybody's uh consciousness with the way he's been playing, and Colin Saunders, like Colin Saunders right now is that guy everyone loves. Yeah. You're not going to find anyone who doesn't love Colin Saunders. That's what I'm saying. Some of the fun is starting to come it's back. Starting to, it's starting yeah. to creep up. And even, that was my point. Like, they even tried to recreate the uh, Choppa style moment this nah, past I don't want to say that shit. That shit that's, it's but just they, like, just like stand up and get drunk no, doesn't was, need to be played It was played funny anymore. to me because they played the music and then they showed the sideline, hoping, I think hoping that one of the players would start dancing. DeMario was kind of looking up like, and then just started like kind of pumping his fist. It's like, <laughs> like you know what? I like just gave him a throw. It's, it's one of those things. <laughs> let it die. Yeah. Just like stand up and get crunk. Shouldn't be played anymore. Yeah. But what I was, uh, my point was, we're starting to see glimpses of things that are that are likable and fun and enjoyable. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna blow the roof off of the Superdome when Colin Saunders catches a touchdown or rushes for a touchdown in the next two or three weeks. Because I promise you, it's gonna happen. Yeah, and that's the fun stuff we're talking that's about. That's the fun stuff, and we haven't had fun yet. We put him in motion and tried to throw him a touchdown on the flat in the goal line. Or, like, okay? fun in that's... the dome. Like, if the Colts game was a home game, that would have been fun as shit. But, like... Yeah, but we had, we're, we're still... We're not we're, we're not there yet, but I'm seeing glimpses of it. Yeah. Because and so far, we've been arguing about who sucked worse, Derek Carr or Chris Olave this season. That's been basically this season in a nutshell. Except me. I was always Olave. Um, recap of kind of our picks. Um... Corey, 28-18, pretty close. Me, 30-10, to 10, not as close. Max, 31-13, to 13, not as close. So, Corey takes that one. He had a 10-point win. We won by 7, obviously. Should have won by 10. Should have won by 10. <laughs> Probably should have won by 17, uh, but pretty spot on. You had AK, as did Max. We're going to say nope. no on that one. T- Taysom's the MVP. They didn't feature Offensive, him. yeah. Offensive MVP is yeah. Taysom. Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's Taysom. There's really not another contender. Car's a car's a car clo- played a, very a well. Close second. And not, it's Taysom though. Not for lighting up score, but just for like keeping the game. He, he was the catalyst. Protecting Taysom the ball. Was the catalyst. But car Taysom. over seventy percent, over two hundred yards, two touchdowns. No, no, no solid game. No, I'm just I'm saying, and that's who I had. Um, he played great. Taysom but, was on the field for oh, for thirty percent of the quarterback snaps. So yeah, keep that in mind on Car stats that he's playing two thirds of a game. True. With which I have zero problem with. I think it worked absolutely perfect this week. The name so, broke, don't fix it. Keep it up. Yep. Defensive MVP, Alante Taylor for Corey. He didn't do a lot. No, um that's a I no. had Granderson. He had a pretty good game. I mean, it's obviously a Yeah, yeah we all know. There's only uh, one answer. Granderson. <laughs> I had him five tackles, two sacks. He had five tackles, one tackle for loss. Uh, Max had Cam, who did actually have seven tackles, sack, baby. seven tackles and a sack you, for Cam. You called him up. having a bounce back game. But we all missed this one by a mile because Adebo had probably the best defensive game anyone will have all season in the NFL yeah. with uh, seven tackles, two interceptions, forced fumble, fumble recovery, three passes defensed. Um, that's, pro- that's probably the best performance you'll see out of a defensive back this year. No doubt. So thanks. Uh, good episode. Thanks for joining us again. And uh, look forward to y'all uh, tuning in later in the week for the uh, preview episode. Boom. Who that? What a comeback!